that, bro. All right. Well, good morning. Um, we uh, we're going to be in Psalm uh, Psalms chapter number one uh, this morning, and uh, we'll be we're going to be really we're going to be in Proverbs more than we are anything. But you've got the notes there on your. Um, we're starting Psalm one, and uh, but you've got the notes, and uh, so we should have. We should have everything. Everybody, everybody have notes so far. You're gonna need them this morning. Um, you're gonna need them this morning. I want to say thank you to all of you that did pray uh, for yesterday. I know there's a, a lot of guys that had inquired about going that couldn't make it. And uh, but if man, if you prayed, I really do appreciate it. God, God blessed it and God used it, and um, it, it was a really great event. I mean, the whole thing was put on really well. Uh, there wasn't a, there what their only shuffle in their plan was me preaching. That was the only that was the only shuffle in their whole plan, and uh, the 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 major their major shuffle was uh, where where they put out the agenda. It my name beside it had twenty five to thirty minutes, and that was really their biggest problem. I actually sent him when he sent me the sent me the agenda. I kind I laughed at it. Like, I put a laughing emoji under the agenda. And he's like, what are you laughing at, dude? I'm like, 25 to 30 minutes? And then I laughed after it again. I, I thought he was, I really thought he was joking. And, um, and he's like, no, that's how long, that's how long we're, we're allotting you. I'm like, well, uh, all right. And uh, so once he got going, it, everything was fine. And... Um, Shane said it was over an hour, uh, and then Sean told the truth and said it was somewhere between 45 and 50 minutes. So we're going with Sean, and uh, so we, we uh, but we made it. We made it through, and God saved a young man uh, yesterday. And uh, boy, he was he was under conviction like nobody's. But I mean, he's sitting just 10, 12 foot from me, and um, man, as soon as we give uh, the altar call, that dude. I mean, he he ran to the altar and and uh, and called on the Lord, and so it was a it's a really good night. There's about 15 more, 12, 15 people raised their hands that they were lost, and uh, so um, you know we we want God to work in their life wherever they're going to church, maybe this morning, and God uh, work in their heart and save them. Um, Psalm chapter number one, Psalm chapter number one. Um. This this whole passage, really, this really all of Psalm one, uh, it, it has been preached from this pulpit a bunch of times. I, I think I preached it several times. I know Dylan's dealt with it. Heck, I, I think Daniel may uh, have have preached it. I, I know uh, pretty much all of us has tag teamed this thing at some point in time, and we've all preached it in you know that have a platform to do that in some way in some shape or, or form. And uh, this morning, though, I, I think it's needful that we circle back and we address something that I think if we address it from a, the right kind of perspective, it could change us. Um, last week, we, we finished up a two-part deal on marks of a growing believer. And uh, as we deal with Psalm chapter 1, I, I think it's imperative that we understand and we point out that the psalmist barely makes it through three verses. He barely makes it through. Now, now take the right, Psalm, the book of Psalms. All right, 
the very the first three verses, the psalmist barely makes it through three verses in, in, in getting into the book, and he's talking about growth. Do, do, do you see that? I, I mean, we always say it. We know God doesn't waste words, right? And so we barely make it through these three verses. And here's what happens. God deals with how we can grow. Okay? God deals with how we can grow. Okay? And, and, then, God, and then God deals with when we should grow. And then, and then he deals with the people that will keep us from growing. Does that, does that make sense? He deals, he deals with how we can grow. And how many of you understand we should grow, right? And, 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 and when we should grow. There should be a time period when we should grow. He's going he's gonna, to he's gonna bring forth fruit in his season. And he's going he's gonna to grow in his season. And, and, and then there is people. There's people. There's the ungodly. Uh, there, there, uh, there, there's the counsel of the ungodly. There's the sinners, the way of the sinner. And, and then there's the seed of the scornful. And these are the people that are going to keep us, me and you, from growing. Paul said, it, it, it didn't, Paul didn't say what did hinder you. He said who did hinder you. Who did hinder you that you, you should not believe the truth? There, there, it's always a who. How many of you understand? It's always a who. It's not a what. It's usually a who. All right. So let's just look at the first three verses, and then I we'll we'll, we'll work down through some of this. And I want to I want to talk to you uh, about a specific thing this morning. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of waters, by the rivers of water, that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. Lord, I pray that you bless this morning. I pray, God, that you use the word of God, convict us. Uh, Lord, bring us to a place of right perspective and right thinking. God, get us. Uh, get us to a place, Lord, uh, to where we can see uh, that the seat that we can, and we can, uh, if we're not careful, we'll sit down without even knowing it, uh, Lord, that it is detrimental to our growth, and Lord, and we want to grow, and we want, you want you to work in our lives. So God, I pray to bless and use it in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, when you when you start when you start out with the verses and you you kind of look you you look at it you can look at the verses in Psalm chapter number one uh, those first three verses it, what it looks like for a man to be blessed okay you can look at these verses and you can see what it looks like for a man to be blessed and and God lays that out really plain for us and how 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 is this man blessed well it, the, there's some simple things. Uh, simple ways this man's blessed, just pulling out of the text. He doesn't walk in the counsel of the ungodly. That's a, that's a way that he's blessed. He doesn't walk in the counsel of the ungodly. So the ungodly people uh, in his life, he doesn't take counsel from ungodly people. How many, how many of us understand that we're not supposed to go to ungodly people for counsel? Now a lot of times we go to ungodly people when we want to hear what, we, what, what our flesh wants to hear. 
So we go and we, we listen to people that are ungodly. But, and then he said, don't stand in the way of sinners. This blessed man doesn't stand in the way, the path of a sinner. He doesn't stand there, right? He's not, he's, he's not in the way of a sinner. And then, and then this next one's rather intriguing to me. And I, I have, I, I, you know, we always really bear down on the first two. Because they're a lot easier. They're a lot easier to deal with. The Bible says that the blessed man doesn't sit in the seat of the scornful. Now, now all of those, they sound, they sound terrible, right? I, I mean, they, they sound, if you, if you walk in the counsel of the ungodly, and you stand in the way of sinners, and you sit in the seat of the scornful, them all sound like a bad thing, but that, little, that last one, it's got like a little added something on it because of its nature. Taking counsel from the ungodly, well, that's a no-brainer for me. I'm not doing that. Like I've already made the decision. I'm, I'm too far. I'm too far in my life to start taking counsel from God. I actually made a statement the other day. I'm not going to let carnal men uh, put their put their input and and try to counsel me on spiritual things. Amen. We we've got to take we've got to take the opinions of a carnal man away from what we know to be spiritual things. Like, like we, we can't do that. Like we, it doesn't matter what carnal people say about the way we're doing spiritual things. Why? Well, they're carnal. So, so we just don't, we don't, we don't take the, we, we don't take their advice. We don't take their counsel. And then I, I I'm not, I'm not going and, and standing in the way of sinners. I'm just not doing that. Uh, but here, here's what we'll say: <clears throat> sitting and see the scornful. Well, the, the, the major problem with that whole idea is that every single person in the room, if you're not careful, you will end up in the seat of the scornful without even knowing it. Here's what's got to happen. We've got to identify what the scorner is, for one. We've got to figure out what the scorner is, and we're going to find that out this morning. We're going to find that out biblically. What is the scorner? How many of you understand that you can... You, you, you got down, you're not taking counsel from the ungodly, and, and you're, not, you're like, man, I'm not standing in the way. I'm not, I'm not going back. I'm not, I'm not doing the, the, the whole the path I was on. I'm not going back to that. But, but it's, it's easier to take the position, because these are all positions. Every one of these are positional. And, and it's easy to take this last position. It's easy to sit back and, and, and take the position of the scorner. And this morning, you, you need to know that, that this, this position, it's got, it's got to be understood. You've got to understand the position. Does that make sense? You've got to understand the position. Uh, what, what, is, what is a scorner? What, what is a scorner? What does a scorner do? Well, a scorner is going to scorn. What, what, is, what, what is this idea of scorning? It, it means to hold in extreme contempt. It means to despise. It means to disdain. It means to think unworth. It, it means to slight or to disregard or to neglect. It means to scoff at. It means to hold in derision or reproach. Now, I was, I was, telling, I was telling these boys here on the front row this morning, it, it's funny, we, we take words... In our English language, we make up words that the Bible already has words for. Right? 
we make up words. Why? Well, because we want, we want the scholars of the world uh, to have the uh, recognition before we do God. God's already got a word uh, for what a scorner, uh, for, for this idea that we're going to talk about this morning. I, I, I think if you'll, if, you'll, if you'll listen this morning, how many of you ever, it's a big buzzword, the narcissist word, right? Everybody in the room, we've all, well, he, I mean, narcissism is a really big thing nowadays. But in actuality, I think the Bible has laid it out much different. I think that, that it's not so much narcissism as it is a scorner. I think that's what, it, I think that's what a narcissist is. And this morning, I, I, want us to, I want us to biblically, I want us to approach this. And what is a narcissist in this day? It's a person that has an unreasonably high sense of their own importance. They have an unreasonably high sense of their own importance. Now, what is that? Well, we know, we know the, the, the main person, we, the, the ultimate narcissist. We know him to be Lucifer. The ultimate narcissist of the day. I will be like the Most High God. I will set my throne above the stars. Like, like he, he, he's like, I, I, this is the ultimate narcissist of the Bible. And you say, where does that come from? Well, I think it, it comes from not just Lucifer's understanding of pride, but our understanding of pride, the pride of life. To be, to be somebody, the desire to be somebody, the desire to have attention, the desire to be admired. Look at Proverbs 24, verse 9. The Bible said the thought of foolishness is sin, and the scorner is an abomination to men. The scorner is an abomination to men. Now, I, I want, we're really good about talking about the things that we can't stand that God has called abominations. Right? Real good about pointing out uh, the same sex attraction in the Bible as being an abomination. Amen. Everybody understand that? But God, God says that a scorner is an abomination to men. Why, why, would, why would we deal with, with something like this this morning? Well, in this understanding of how me and you are supposed to grow, we need to know that there is, there is this understanding that there are positions that will keep you from growing. And I feel like, for the most part, there's, there's enough people in this room that have counted the cost of what it's, gonna, what it's really going to cost you to follow Jesus, and you've, you, you're, you're working on paying that right now. But you need to know, if you're not careful, you will sit in this church and you will find yourself in the seat of the scornful. You will find yourself in the seat of the scorner. And, and, and you yourself, without even knowing it, will turn into a scorner. And you say, I'm not doing ungodly things. Guess what? You don't have to. All you got to be is a scorner. So what is a scorner? Well, I want, to, I want to look at some indications of a scorner this morning. Number one, a scorner is proud. A scorner is proud. 
Proverbs 21, 24. Proud and haughty scorner is his name who dealeth in proud wrath. He's proud. He's high-minded. He has a high view of himself. A scorner, number two, is haughty. He's arrogant. He's arrogant about his, 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 the air in which he, he carries himself. He has an arrogant nature about him. He has a high-minded view of himself. He's arrogant. Uh, a scorner deals in proud wrath. A scorner deals in proud wrath. He actually is proud of the wrath that he's dealing in. Does that make sense? The wrath that he's causing, he's proud of that wrath. Like, like he revels in the fact, and, and, and I got family like this. I, I know people, I got friends like this. They revel in the fact that they, are, that they are wrathful and they are proud of their wrath. A scorner is an individual that lacks empathy. Not, not able to empathize with somebody else. Not able to get down on somebody else and, 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 and at least work at feeling the pain of other people. A scorner is someone that lacks humility. A scorner is someone that has a lack of selflessness. They're always, they're, all, they're always worried about themselves. Why? Well, because they're proud. They're high-minded. They're haughty. They're arrogant. They, they're already dealing in this proud rest. So, so their, their convenience is the number one concern. How many of you understand? It sounds just like a narcissist so far. Number four, I want you to look at this. A, a scorner can't find wisdom. A scorner can't find wisdom. Proverbs 14, verse 6. A scorner seeketh wisdom, you ready? And findeth it not. A scorner cannot find wisdom. A, a, a scorner can, 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 can work itself into knowledge, but it will never apply the knowledge that it has. All, all wisdom is is knowledge applied. But a scorner can gain knowledge, but it can't find wisdom. Number five, a scorner won't seek counsel. A scorner won't seek counsel. Proverbs, and I have kind of shortened some of these for you. Proverbs 15 and verse 12, a scorner, neither will he go unto the wise. Now when I read that, when I, when I read this one, uh, I, I'm I, you know, the one where, where the scorner can't find wisdom. Boy, that that's a hard pill to swallow. Why? Well, because here here it is. You ready? You don't have to be doing ungodly things. You don't have to be standing in the way of sinners. You don't have to be taking counsel. Uh, you don't have to be taking counsel from ungodly people. But you indeed can sit in the seat of the scornful. And you yourself will not be able to find wisdom no matter how no, no matter how hard you try. But what about this scorner won't seek counsel? When I read that, I, I thought to myself, neither will he go unto the wise. 
<clears throat> you know what a scorner does? A scorner expects you to come to them. A scorner will not go unto the wise. A scorner will not go to seek counsel from the wise. Why? They're too prideful to do it. They're too haughty to do it. They're too arrogant. They're too high-minded. So what, what do they do? And, and, and listen, make sure you get this. It's not everybody else's job to go to everybody else and give counsel to people that don't want it. He will not go unto the wise, but he will expect. He will, he will be mad and he will deal in his proud wrath when that same person, the wise, doesn't come to them. You ever heard that? So why didn't you tell me? Well, you didn't ask. Well, you uh, so you you seen I you you seen I was hurting and you seen I was de you seen I was derailed. Well, yeah, the the last time I said something, you didn't like what I said. The last time it was preached on, you got mad. So 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 look with me in verse number six. Speaking of mad, a scorner won't hear rebuke. A wise son heareth his father's instructions. You ready? But a scorner heareth not rebuke. A scorner will not hear rebuke. But, but notice, notice how the comparison is in, Psalm, in, in Proverbs 13. A wise, what is that word? Son. A wise son heareth his father's instruction. And he's comparing this scorner, this, this son that, that is hearing his father's instruction. The opposite of that would be a son that heareth not rebuke. A scorner. A scorner that heareth not rebuke. He will not hear his father. You see, a scorner doesn't take rebuke. Now, they don't take rebuke, but they're really good at giving it. They can't. They they, they can't. Uh, they don't. They don't want to hear a rebuke. But they're quick. They're they will be quick to point out everybody else's flaws and the things going on in, in in this church and the flaws in this church and the flaws in your life and the flaws in the ministry. Listen, this church has got flaws. Amen. This church has got flawed people, so it has flaws. The ministry. The ministries. They're they're flawed. Right. They they're they're not perfect. And, 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 and if you, if you want to know how they're not perfect, I, I could probably tell you uh, most of the ways that they're not perfect. But be careful before you sit in the seat of the scornful and rebuke the ministry and these ministries. Make sure that you can take the rebuke. Make sure that you can hear rebuke. Next indicator, a, scornful will laugh, a scorner will laugh at wise men. Job 12 and verse 4, the just upright man is laughed to scorn. The just upright man is laughed to scorn. And then in Matthew chapter number 9, throw that one in today, they laughed him to scorn, talking about Jesus Christ. 
The scorner will laugh at, at wise men. Number eight, a scorner will shake his head at wise men. Psalm 22 and, and verse 7, all they, that, uh, all they that see me laugh me to scorn. They shoot me out of the lip. They shake the head. Now, I'm gonna get. I'm gonna. I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you these. I'm gonna give you these next ones on how you're supposed to handle a scorner according to the Bible. And when you hear them, I, I want you to make sure. I want. I, I know we we got a lot of Bible we're going over. I want you to make sure that you listen on how God deals with a scorner. Why? Because it's how God deals with people. And listen, you cannot, you cannot take yourself out of this category. Why? Because you and me are guilty of being scornful at times. It, there, there is no other way about it. Me and you have been guilty of taking counsel from the ungodly and walking in the way of sinners. And friend, we have been guilty of sitting in the seat of the scornful. But you need to know that you see the indicators. You need to know this is how God is called to deal with the scorner. And it's hard. It's one of them deals. It's a hard thing to listen to. Why? Because God don't play around. God don't play around with scorners. God don't play around with me. God don't play around with the scornful. God don't play around with you. Amen? Okay. Uh, how, how do we handle the scorner? You ready? Number one, don't reprove them. How many of you ever heard that statement, just, son, if I was you, I wouldn't even waste my breath. Anybody ever heard that statement before? That's what God's saying. Don't waste your breath on the scorner. Look at Proverbs 9. He that reproveth a scorner getteth himself shame. And he that repro uh, rebuketh a, uh, a wicked man getteth himself a blot. Now, you ready? Reprove not a scorner lest he hate thee. Man, I like this next one. Though. Rebuke a wise man and he will love thee. There's, there's two different kinds of people. There's one that is trying to get wisdom and he enjoys he enjoys a heart from another brother or another sister that will rebuke him in love. That will come to him in his own, in his own sinfulness. And, and, and why? Because God has given us a heart to seek wisdom. And God said, don't, don't reprove the scorn. Don't, don't do it, lest he hate thee. Just don't do it. Well, why, why, is, why is that the case? Why, why is it the case that, that we shouldn't reprove? Look, 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 at, um, look at Proverbs 15, verse 12. A scorner loveth not one that reproveth him. Well, I don't care if he loves me or not. God's saying don't, don't, don't do that. Don't, don't reprove him. Don't reprove the scorner. Don't, just don't do it. 
it's best to leave them on red. It's best to just not respond. It's best to say, amen, I'm praying for you. It's best to, it's best to do it God's way. Is it, does everybody see that? It's best to do it God's way. Don't reprove them. But then he says, smite them. You need to smite them. What, you, want me, you want me to beat them or kill them or what? Let's, let's, let's make sure we take the context where we are in this day and time. But look at Proverbs 19.25. Smite a scorner, and the simple will beware. And reprove one that hath understanding, and he will understand knowledge. When, when, you, when, when you smite a scorner, the simple will beware. How do we apply that to this? And, and as we're working through applying to this New Testament church age, how do me and you apply that? Well, look at 1 Timothy chapter 5 and verse 20. Them that sin rebuke before all that others also may fear. Now, we know what this means. We know it's First uh, Timothy chapter 5, pastoral epistle. We're dealing with uh, Tip Paul's writing to Timothy, and he's dealing with some stuff going on in the church. And, and, and look, this is, a, this is an unrepentant individual. And, and, he, and he says, them that sin, that, that will not repent of their sin, rebuke before all that others also may fear. That others may see, that that they may see, hey, this is that, that my sin is a really big deal. <clears throat> Number three, punish them. Proverbs twenty one and verse eleven: When the scorner is punished, the simple is made wise, and when the wise and when the wise is instructed, he receiveth knowledge. Now. Here, here's, here's what I want to say right here on the, the, the punish them side. I tried to come up with something a little bit better than, than this, but to just use the Bible word, punish. Here's what, here's what I want to say there. It's not my job to punish anybody. Here's what I do know. When the scorner is punished, the simple are made wise. When the scorner is punished, and again, it's not my job to do that. The simple is made wise, and when, and when the wise is instructed, he can now receive understanding. Cast them out. Cast them out. Proverbs 22 and verse number 10. Cast out the scorner and the con and contention shall go out. But if thou scornest, thou alone shalt bear it. You know what I've learned in the last several years? I've learned that the discipleship ministry is one to be scorned. Not, not by those that love it, but by those that will not submit to it. it it's, it's something, it, it's, it's weird. It's, it's a really weird thing. 
Like the, mo the moment you start preaching it, the moment you start believing it, the moment that you feel like, hey man, this is what God's called us to do is to make disciples. That this is who God's called us to be. And, 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 and in, in that process, there is going to be a whittling away. There's going, uh, and, and, and here's the thing, I don't, I don't have to cast nobody out. But I'll tell you this, God's got a funny way of, of getting rid of, of the scorner. What happens when what happens when the scorner is gotten real? Contention goes away. Strife and reproach they shall cease. You know the scary part of that, brother Daniel, is that there's if we're not careful and we get in 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 the seat of the scornful. that God be moving us out to get us away so that contention and strife shall cease. God has a crazy way of moving people so that other, it's, it's pulling out the weed so that the flowers can grow. It's pulling out the weeds so the, so the vegetables can grow. And you say, man, that, that's so hard. It is so hard. It is so hard. Why? Because you don't want anybody to leave. You don't want anybody to go anywhere else. And, 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 and the understanding is, if I want to be like a tree planted by the rivers of water, I cannot walk in the counsel of the ungodly. I cannot stand in the way of sinners and I cannot sit in the sea of the scornful. And then when I have people in my generalized area that are already sitting in the sea of the scornful, the scorner, God has a way of pulling out those weeds. Now, why are you saying all this? Because I don't know behind the scenes, I don't know if there's any kind of evil surmising that could be going on I don't know if behind the scene if there ain't somebody sitting in here that's thinking in their mind well this, this really ain't the right way this really this this really that and listen don't 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 judge the book by the by the cover I've been to a lot of fancy churches recently and they got real big buildings and they got all these people and I'm like there's not enough money to get me to come pastor here. There's not enough money to get me to put up with the headaches in places like that. Why? Because the political nature of a lot of places is worried about, about, about rear ends in seats and not about this being planted and, and, and like, like, a, like a tree planted by the rivers of waters. How many of you understand? We're not worried. We're, we're worried about the judgment seat of Christ. We're worried about our families making it to the judgment seat of Christ and doing well. We're worried about our families seeing us make it to the judgment seat of Christ and doing well. Amen? Amen. That should be our goal. Amen. He says, cast them out. God's got a way of, of, of dealing with, and, and I'm saying that to 
for you to maybe examine your heart this morning. If there is a seed of scorn in your heart before it gets here, because here's the next, here's what we're commanded to do the, uh, the next. Let them be alone. Proverbs 9 verse 12, If thou be wise, thou shalt be wise for thyself. But if thou scornest, thou alone shalt bear it. Let them be alone. Let them hang, let them hang and revel in their own scorn. Let them be, let them be mad at everybody else. And here's the deal. God has called us. Let them be alone. What does that mean? It means you're not begging the scorner to come back. Amen? I didn't think this would be that bad this morning. So what are some of the warnings if you scorn, if you are a scorner, if you are sitting in the seat of the scornful? What are some of the, the warnings? Number one, you're going to find yourself alone. You're going to find yourself alone. A scorner is going to be alone. Why? Because that's what scorners do. They lack the fact that they are in their scorn. They, they're enjoying their scorn at the moment. And, and God said, let, let, them, let them be alone. Let them bear it alone. There's no, there, it, you, you don't need to get in on that. You, you don't need to, you, you yourself don't need to involve yourself. So, so here it is. If, there is. if there is a seed of scorn being sown in your heart this morning, here's, here's the warning. You're going to be alone. I know a lot of people that are alone in their own scorn. I think, I personally think a lot of my family and in, in, in my immediate family died in their own scorn. The more I study the Bible, the more I, I realize that I have a propensity and it's been handed down to me. That, that, that even though I'm in, I'm, I, I believe that I'm not going to take counsel. I'm not going to take counsel from the ungodly, and I'm not going to stand in the way of sinners. I, I believe I'm not going to do that. I know, uh, take heed lest you fall. I understand that. Here's, here's going to be what gets me behind the seat, sitting in the seat of the scornful, sitting around in my, sitting around in my chair at home, and 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 reveling in in my own misery. Man, I'm man, my church should be bigger. Oh, so and so, they ought to be doing more. Such and such ought to be here. We ought to be doing that. Well, and, and look, you know, you know what, you know what happens. I sit around and I, I, in my own shame, I create something that ain't even real. It's vain imaginations. You know, a lot of people think that people's out to get them, and I, I think so. I know there are people out to get you. There's a few, but most people ain't smart enough to figure that kind of stuff out. I'm one of them dudes that ain't smart enough to figure that kind of stuff out. I, I, I'm the guy, you ought to just ask. Before you start thinking, you probably should just ask. Because the chances are, what you're going to say, I ain't even thought about. Oh, well, 
Because I don't, I, I don't think that far ahead. Right? But most of the time, I'm living right now, and, 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 and I'm trying to figure out what just happened. Somebody called me on the phone, gave me about five or six minutes of information the other day. I put the phone down, and I'm still hearing things that they said like five hours later that I didn't even know I heard they say. They said, what, what is that? I don't have a clue. But it, blown me, it blew my mind up so bad, I'm like, oh, goodness, what am I going? I, I'm not smart enough to do probably half the things you think I'm smart enough to do. So, so it's best if you... If you don't want to find yourself alone, how many of you just, you, how many of you understand it's good for that man not to be alone? You don't, you don't want to just be alone. I know some of us don't like people as much as others. But you, 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 you know, you don't like being alone all the time. Number two, you'll find yourself not blessed. And we, with the text we dealt with, blessed is the man. Okay, Here, here's the thing, you, you will not be blessed. You'll find yourself not blessed if you sit in the seat of the scornful. Proverbs 3 and verse 34, Surely he that scorneth the scorners, surely he, scorn, excuse me, surely he scorneth the scorners, talking about God, but he giveth grace unto the lowly. God gives grace to the humble. God gives grace to the lowly. God, God scorneth the scorners, the high-minded, the arrogant, the prideful. And so he says in Galatians 6, Be not deceived that God is not mocked, that whatsoever a man soweth, his scorn, if he sows in scorn, that shall he also reap. And guess what? God scorneth the scorner. God lets a man reap of that that he's sown. If you sow scorn, guess what? Your life is going to reap scorn. You are going to reap more scorn. You are going to turn into a scornful individual. individual. And, 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 and the Bible's plain that you will not be blessed. Number three, you'll find yourself set in snares. You find yourself setting snares. Look at Proverbs 29 and verse 8. Scornful men bring a city into a snare. But wise men turn away wrath. Scornful men bring a city into a snare. Now, here's what I want to say. Let's... Let's apply that to Greater Hope Baptist Church. Scornful men bring Greater Hope Baptist Church into a snare. Scornful women bring Greater Hope Baptist Church into a snare. Like lay snares. for what, what, who, what, who's, who's snare? It's the devil's snare. It's the snare of Satan. It's, it's, it's how we're trapped by Satan. And it starts... By you and I sitting in the seat of the scornful. So that was a whole lot. It is a whole lot. But here's what, you, here's what we've got to realize. We've got to be careful. That we don't find ourselves setting snares for our brothers and sisters in this church. 
Because it ain't going like we thought it ought to go. We, we, we do a pretty good job. It, it, you know, I don't think people get uh, too crazy about certain, certain things around here. But this is a serious deal in terms of growth. You can't grow sitting in the seat of the scornful. Again, I, I, say, I said it to start with, and I say it again. It's easy to paint the picture of what it looks like not to take counsel from ungodly people. That's easy. It's easy to not stand in the way of sinners. That's an easy deal, right? For the most part, it's pretty easy. But this, this whole sitting in the seat of the scornful thing, that's when you leave here. And you go home, and instead of being thankful for what God's given you, you got a million things. Why? You can't be thankful for it. You, you, you got, you got, a, you got, a, listen, you got a million things. You're, you're criticizing your brothers over a million things. You're criticizing your sisters over a million. And, and look, there, there is some things that are actual criticisms that need to be addressed. But you know what ends up happening when, when, they're, when they're not handled like God wants them to be handled? They turn, into, to, they turn into scorn. And when they turn into scorn, that a lot of times it don't happen here. It happens away from here and you bring it here. So it's little phone conversations. So it's phone conversations where, man, can, can, can you believe so and so? Instead of let, let's, let's pray for them, let's go to them. Let's see if we can help them out of this. Can you, can you, believe, can you believe so and so? Can you this? Can you that? Listen, it, the easiest thing that most of us in this room should be able to do is apologize, even when we don't even know what we've done. Amen? That's a really easy thing to do. And mean it. That's easy to do and mean it because there's some things that people has perceived that I've done to them that I actually am sorry that they even perceived that I did to them that I didn't, I didn't intentionally do. Like it was not an intentional thing to do something. And, and an apology needs to be made on my behalf. Man, I don't mean to offend people. I don't mean to, like sometimes I do. Sometimes. It's terrible. It's terrible. But for the most part, I don't mean to do those kind of things. You know who else don't? You. 90% of the time, you don't. You don't mean to do those kind of things, but you know what? Sometimes it just takes an apology. just takes, oh, man, I, I don't even know what I was thinking there. I don't even know why I was thinking that. I don't know why those evil surmising came, evil surmisings came into my mind anyway. I don't know why I was thinking. I knew you better than that. I knew you wouldn't do that to me. I don't know why I was being that way anyhow. I don't want you to end up alone. I don't want you to end up not blessed. I don't want you to end up setting snares in your judgment seat be looking like somebody that set snares. I, I, don't want, I don't want you to go there. 
How about this last verse? Brother Dan, you can come on. What man is like Job? What man is like Job? What woman is like Job? Bob says he is just and upright before the Lord. What man is what man? What woman is like that? What what is what what is what is a characteristic right here of Job? Job 34 verse 7. Who drinketh up scorning like water? Man, I want to be like Job. I want to be able to drink up men's scorn. I want to be able to drink up people's scorn like water. And it not and, and, and it not affect me, and it not it not derail me, it not cause me to get off course, it not cause me to hide myself under a juniper tree and ask God, God, just go ahead and kill me. I'm done anyway. Like, like pastoring is is it, at times is one of the most bipolar things you could ever do. Because sometimes it's just like that you gotta be ready for the seasons, because the seasons come and the seasons go. Man, the seasons, when it's good, man, it's good. And seasons, how many of you understand? You've been here long enough to know. When the seasons are bad, they bad. You're like, I don't know how we're going to make it through this. It was just six months ago, I felt like half a church was just in shambles. You say, well, you're, listen, six months later, God's done a real big deal in here. God's, got, God's working in huge ways and God's doing great things and God's working in, in miraculous ways. You say, what? listen, there's seasons. You go through those seasons. But God helped me to be able to drink up the scorn like what, rather than, than do what Elijah did and run away from all of it. That, that's what Jezebel was. She was a scorner. She was a scoffer and she was scorning and she was scoffing and Elijah couldn't handle it and he runs off and hides under a juniper tree when all he needed was a nap and something to eat. You know what? It wouldn't take but about five men and about five women in this room to get the same heart Job had and say, you know what? I'm going to drink up men's scorn like water. Take five. Five men and five women that said, you know what? I'm not going to feed into that. I'm not going to feed into other men's scorn. I'm not going to feed into other women's scorn. I'm not going to feed into that. I'm not, not, why? Because I'm not going to give place to the devil. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to let the scornful influence me to be a scorner. Because it can happen. How many of you know it can happen? I mean, you could turn around and you're in discipleship on Monday and on Tuesday you're getting a phone call from a scorner and you are now in the seat of the scornful with them. I, I mean, you, you go, you go, you're on lesson five. You're going through the Word of God and you're talking about how pure and how perfect the Word of God is. And you, it's the only thing that's going to fill your soul and sustain your life. And then you get a phone call and you're like, oh, I'm going to get in that seat with you. I mean, if you understand, if we, if we had five, it just, I'm not going to sit in that seat. I'm going to drink the scorn like water. God do some great things. I'm going to pray for you. 
Don't ask God to, to bless us. It may, maybe you want to come. Uh, maybe you want to come. I'm, we'll let Daniel sing a verse. Before we do, I want to pray for you. Lord, um, God, we need you. Need you to bless this ministry. God, we need you to bless the discipleship ministry. God, we need you to bless our children's ministry and our teen ministry. God, we need you to use this place for your glory. Lord, we need you to use this place for your honor. Lord, we need you to bless what we're doing on, on uh, with, with uh, foundations two and three. Lord, we, we, need, we need the Holy Ghost of God to work. Lord, we need the power of God to work. And God, it, it is all vain. Lord, it's all vain without the power of God being on what we're doing. And God, I, I beg you, Lord, that you would help us to say, stay submitted, that the power of God would have free reign on our lives. Lord, that we might not get caught up in, in, in the drama. Lord, we might not get caught up in being scornful. God, you've been way too good to us for that to happen. Lord, you've blessed us and you've saved our kids. You've, gave, you, you, you've given a, a lot of our kids the desire to serve the Lord. And God, it is my heart, Lord, that you help us never be a hindrance, never be a stumbling block to them. God, that we'd see them grow and we'd see them flourish like a tree planted by the rivers of water. Lord, bless what's said, bless what's done. Lord, help it, help it find a lodging place in our heart. In Jesus' name, amen. Here's what we're going to do. If you want to come, I'm going I'm to give Daniel, I'm going to let Daniel sing a verse here. If you want to come for any reason at all, you say, Brother Lee, I need to get saved. I'm, I'm not sure. Uh, if I die right now, I don't have any peace in my heart on my own, on my own personal salvation. Don't do that this morning. Man, I'd love to take a Bible and show you what that means. There's a lady in here, if you're a lady, love to take a Bible and show you what that means. Maybe you say, I'm saved, and I know that I am. But there's a whole lot that was going on in this message right here that I'd, I'd just like to find me a place in the altar, and I'd like to pray. I'd, like to pray. I'd just like to pray. I, I don't... I don't I don't, nothing's crazy going on, but there's some stuff in here that if God don't do, I don't want to end up, there's a lot of you, and you probably have family members yourself that died in the seat of the scornful. They died bitter. They died alone. They died laying snares. They died if their life wasn't blessed. Don't let that be you. Don't let that be you. Brother Daniel's going to sing, you want to come, you, you come on. Ain't in the offering I lay it down here. 